What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. We had a couple weeks off, but we are back and really hitting it hard. So Tim and I start with our fun conversation. We talk about you know some things that we've watched and listened to that are very beneficial to society. Uh, we touch on Liver King and he's on steroids. No surprise, but to some it was. And then we get into our business updates and tips. I talk about focusing more on my video editing uh, skills and abilities. And then my tip relates to postural work and training for golfers. Then ending the show with book talk, getting down and nerdy. I talk about Man Uncivilized by Traver Boehm. I hope I say his last name right. And talking about why you train. You should have conviction and purpose with your training. Uh, and we dive deep into that. Tim, where do you take us today? Yeah, great episode. I really appreciate all you guys listening. I love all of you. I mean, we wouldn't Thanks. still be doing this if you weren't here listening to this. And this is why we do it for you guys. So thank you for joining Um as you know, I've kind of expanded my business into other services and um, I kind of explained how that's going and the key lessons that I've learned from trying something new and going into a new new avenue. So I cover the lessons learned there. Um, I talk about some, some of the other projects I'm working on. Um, but more importantly, where do you see yourself in the next five years? How do you answer that question? I'm going to walk you through a simple blueprint on what you can do to, to go throughout that progression and kind of think about that question in a meaningful way and use it into an and convert it into an actionable strategy to help you achieve the life you want to live. So um, I think give you some ideas there. And then, yeah, in the book, in the podcast talking about you incorporated, it's a book by Harry Beckwith. It talks about making sure you become the best version of yourself. So talk up, we'll talk about the power of stories and how you can tell a good story, uh, not only in an interview presentation anywhere. So yeah, I hope you guys have a great holiday. Um, I'm not sure when this will go out, but it'll, it'll be before Christmas, around Christmas time. Say I love you to people. Say hi to people. Um, spread love. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Episode 203. We are back. Dude, how was vacation, Tim? It was great. Yeah? yeah. Went down to Florida, South Florida. Where, where'd you guys go? Cape Canaveral. Cape Canaveral. That's right. Yeah, I refound my love for golf again. I didn't know you lost it. I really didn't. Where did you find I it? Just say I, did. <laughs> I just hadn't played for a couple weeks. Mm. And it, it seemed like an eternity. Getting down into that warm weather was good. And yeah, yeah I've, I said before on this podcast, like I, I'm used to playing like every day, but when I take time off, I find that when I return, mm-hmm. and I give my body some time to like relax, regroup. I find that I play better, even though I haven't played in a while. Take some time off. Yeah, it's always good for the body, even weights. Mm-hmm. Like a few days off, you might come back and like, oh, I hit a stronger lift. Mm-hmm. Happens. Yeah. I'm glad you uh, never lost your love for it, but you found it again. I found it again. I feel like there's a sad country song to be made in there. Yeah. And I like playing in Florida too because I don't know anybody down there. So I, whenever I book a tee time, it's for myself. Wow. And they usually pair me with a random person at the golf course. Nice. And in the golfer community, you're like, oh my gosh, I hope I don't get paired with like just a jerk or someone who's boring. Slow player like me. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Gosh, I don't want to play with you. Really bad. <laughs> but everyone I pair with was cool. Most of the people that live in this area, it's like the older demographic, like mm-hmm. people, retirees. Yeah. But I got paired with someone who's my exact age. Nice. So we were able to kind of bond over that and like and just connect that way. And I got paired with someone else who I got contact with, this guy from Massachusetts who's in sales. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's just... 
That's why I love the golf course, man. You can yeah. always meet someone there. Any Anything super fascinating about either person you played with? Like anything that stood out? Yeah, so the 28-year-old, mm-hmm. who's my age, he uh, he's an electrical engineer. Okay. And he's a project manager. So he works on like – do you know that, that Nestle plant? Um, out off of 69, it's near Anderson. It's this giant Nestle plant outside I think, of Indy. I don't think I've been up there. Giant thing. But yeah. he's he's building or he's helping design or execute and build that same exact plant design out in Arizona. So nice. he's from Arizona. So he was kind of telling me about that, the cool products he's working on. Yeah. Um, Dude's dealing in the right states, Arizona to Florida. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. No, he, yeah. He's in kind of just, yeah. It goes back to like learning about just humans are just so interesting. Everyone has such a unique past. So that's why I like yeah. getting paired with random people on the golf course and kind of learning about them. So yeah, just learning about his work and yeah, it's cool. That's cool. Glad you had good weather too. Yeah. Very, it was very, a lot warmer down there mm-hmm. in December than it normally is. And there was like literally no rain while we were there. That's good. It was just, it was perfect. Good, good to unplug a little bit. Yeah, I had um, another buddy just get back from Florida, did a long weekend, said it was really nice weather. I know mm-hmm. sometimes it gets a little half and half. You don't know what you're going to get. But right. In Indianapolis, our, our weather is like picking Powerball numbers. So right. December will right. be 65 and then 22 and then 48 and 35. and Yeah. It's great. It's really fantastic. Yeah. December through February in the Midwest is just – it's tough, man. It, it really is. It's fucking I, depressing. It, it is. Yeah. No, and like – and we can, this can be a topic on here at some point on the show, but like things you can do during the winter to maintain that movement mm-hmm. and like kind of get out of that funk because the weather, it, the weather, it doesn't want you to go outside and, and no. get out and move. Like, like right now it's raining, has yeah. been since 5.30 this morning. Yeah. Um, but a big thing, and I was talking to our gym owner about this because he used to live in Florida, the importance of vitamin D. So during the winter months in the Midwest, I probably do 5,000-ish IUs of vitamin D a day. Mm-hmm. In the summer, not so much. I might back off to two because I can be outside and walk more and get more natural sunlight. But that's one good way to not – well, I shouldn't say get rid of completely, but mm-hmm. to mitigate your seasonal depression mm-hmm. in your your darker, your colder winter months in the Midwestern states – is supplement with vitamin D. That's when supplementation is a very good idea. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that will help prevent you from getting sick as well, but um, also keep your mood up. So, yeah, supplement when we need to. But that's one of the biggest things I'll tell people is, you know, fight that seasonal depression with vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's a big help, and I'll, I'll do that every day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Or if it's in your multivitamin, awesome. But, yeah, yeah you can buy vitamin D, like, from Thorn off Amazon for, like, 20 bucks yeah. for like a month, month supply. So yeah. not bad at all. Right. And people like don't, I mean, I know not everyone can just pack up their bags and go to a warm spot, but like don't right. underestimate the power of like just going and driving somewhere. Sure. And just spending time there for even just a day or a day or two. If you, even if you go down to like Tennessee, mm-hmm. Tennessee, it's, it's, it's cold, but like it'll, it'll get as cold as Indiana, but it also has the ability to get up to like in the fifties and sixties. So if you ever right. want, like, if check that weather, if it's ever like sunny in Tennessee, like take a trip down to Tennessee. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not that far. And yeah, if you do want to drive a little further, don't want to fly. I think New Orleans is twelve hours. Gulf Shores, I think, is twelve. So mm-hmm. there's spots oh, yeah, within reach that is yeah. not an absurd 
absurd drive time, but right. usually I'll fly at that that kind of length. Yeah. 12 hours in the car. I, you just did almost 20. Yeah. And I'm complaining about 12. But you know what, though, dude? What, like, we've made that trip so many times, that, yeah. that drive. And, like, each time we, like, learn from a previous trip on something that we can do better mm. the next time to make the trip smoother. Nice. What really helped me this time was being mindful about stretching on each of our different stops. And oh, even, I never said even, that to you. even, like, when I'm in the car, too, mm-hmm. whether I'm driving or riding. Yeah. Like, doing, like, like tibialis raises. Like, yeah. when I'm, like, sitting in the car or, like, lifting, like... Doing high knees in the car while I'm sitting (laughs) sounds sounds weird while I'm describing right now, but it really did make the difference. It really did. Like keeping your body, because like yeah, that's funny. It's kind of obvious, but it really did make a difference. I wasn't as sore at the end of the trip, and I just thought it was. I thought it ended up being a way smoother trip. So keep going. My dumbass didn't uh, set up our shitty ass GoPro here. Oh, you're good. Yeah, get get our our technical uh, director here, Slayer. But yeah, no, it was a good trip. And yeah, a lot of good food down there. And yeah, but coming back, I did I did a little bit of work down there. But coming back here, it, you're always like, whenever I return from a long trip like that, I'm always like ready to go, like locked back in and get back in the flow of things. Yeah, for sure. And like it's... you can just feel like you can feel it mentally returning. Like, hey, like I'm settling back in, and it mm-hmm. feels good to settle back in. Recharge. Yeah, back in your routine. Yeah. Because I hate being out of routine for, for a long period of time. Right. But I'm the same. I have to have my work stuff with me. Even on when I take my guys trip with my brother and dad to go out west and snowboard and ski, I have to have my work stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it just, ugh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe unhealthy. I don't know. But no. I just, I like to do it and it needs to get done because if I don't do it, it won't get done. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, how I look at it is like it's I need to do a little bit and yeah. I mean it's it's like it's work that we don't like doing like it's work that we love doing so yeah yeah but you make a good point about moving throughout these months too I was on my way up here I stopped at Panera for coffee there's only one coffee option at Panera you go hazelnut or you don't go that's um, facts yeah it's I, so good it there are no other options just they shouldn't even put other coffee out nope. it, anyway but I was walking out, and I almost like stopped and just threw a little quip in there. But there were these, um, they were probably high school age girls. And I overheard heard one of them say, oh, I don't want to go to yoga. Like, I'm just kind of cold. It's cold outside. And like I was just kind of on my way to get here. Like I was focused on, on our thing. But if I hear that another time, I'm just going to turn around and be like, hey, you'll, you'll feel better after you go. You'll thank yourself for going. You should yeah. go to yoga. Because it's like, listen, ladies, you went out in the cold and rain to get to Panera. <laughs> yeah. You're not doing yoga outside. Right. So just go to yoga. Go move a little bit. You it's make good, the choice. It's good for you. You make the choice. Like, I know you, you're probably, you're kind of full. You were in Panera. They got the nice ambiance and music, and you're ready to maybe go home and lounge. Especially if you get that bread, too. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Or, like, should you be going to school? <laughs> Maybe, like, are you already on break? If so, right, right on. Ladies. Dude, I feel like school is so different nowadays. Like, school is. Hmm. I just, Thoughts. I just feel like it's so much more lax now. Like, you, you got just people just like. You can say it, Tim. Say it's a joke. You can say. <laughs> I just noticed, like, I feel like it's a lot. Like, people can be like. I feel like when we were, we'll, we'll finish your thought about the movement mm-hmm. here. But I feel like when we were in school, 
it just felt like we were like checking into prison or something. Like, like, like if like there was like a force field. Around Tim did the, a hard five up at County. If there was like, a, <laughs> like there was like a force field. Was going, couldn't have your phones. Couldn't leave the grounds. Like you were just you went to school and like that's where you were. I just feel, feel like now like yeah, and it's all it's good. Like I feel like you should have like they have opportunities for students to go out and do like internships during during mm-hmm. the day. But I just feel like I see like more high schoolers around like all the time now. Maybe yeah, like, that's just because like, I'm out too. Don't but, you have math or something right yeah, now? Yeah, like <laughs> it's not lunchtime. Yeah, like hey, we we had mo- we had mobile learning this morning. Like yeah. oh, okay, and cool. it's like do you have nice. a free period? First thing in the morning that goes long enough for you to go to have breakfast at Panera and do yoga. Yeah. You know, I never had that kind of free time. Like, it was strict as hell. Times have changed, man. But, yeah. <laughs> Times yeah. have changed. Yeah. Tim, tell sound, us more sound, about sound, how sound, you sound hate... Like, sounded like an old head, but whatever. It's, yeah. it's just wild. But tell go us ahead. more how you hate the education system. <laughs> No, no, I, I just good. I, I think you like, get out of it what you put into it. It's, I, you, it's your education system. So. I think I'm just gonna throw like funny little <clears throat> just shorts in there of and, and not like trying to be a wise ass. But hey, ladies, you'll appreciate yourself after you go to yoga. Yeah, you'll you'll be happy you went, and not for the sake of me trying to one up someone. And just like hey, you should go to the gym. Like I'm taking today off the weights, gonna roll. But like hey, take my days. Mm-hmm. But just as um, I think sometimes it kind of makes a person's day or even a morning like yeah some guy just told me hey go to yoga ladies and so we went felt a lot whole whole lot better afterwards never gonna see him again but yeah he just overheard us go to yoga mm-hmm. and it's just a little fun interaction like we don't interact enough and i forget who i was listening to or, or maybe i was reading and it was doing simple things like when you pass a stranger on the street like you're just walking by or in the grocery store just Make eye contact, say hello, even a soft smile. It's like we don't even do that. We avoid each other so mm. damn much. And it's like, why? Right. You know, like we can say hello to each other. We, we're we all humans. We all have likes and dislikes and, you know, have similar experiences, yet mm-hmm. they're different. And it's it was, it was a weird concept that uh, I had come across. And so now I try to make it a point of make eye contact with someone. Like, don't be weird about it. Like. Mm-hmm. death stare them in the face like look into their soul but make eye contact even a soft smile like it, it just i don't know we got to get used to that again i think the gorman treatment he was telling about us on a, on a podcast like just smiling away to people like that's what it was yeah jonathan gorman well, how could i forget what a what, guy like the holidays christmas time for for like for people it's it's a happy time like you get to spend time with your family you mm-hmm. get to you get to spend time with people you love. Like, there's a lot of like giving going along, mm-hmm. but for a lot of people, like, it's actually like a more depressing time of year. It's actually like a worse time of year for some people because yeah. some people don't have like a good family to to spend time with, or maybe some people spend time working. Like, so keep that in mind yeah. too as you go throughout. Like, you never know like what eye contact or just a smile or even like just a nod will do for someone's day. 100%. Whether you're like, whether you're at the store or like someplace where like you just never know what that might mean to someone because yeah. we're so focused on like our own problems and what we do um it's just amazing how like one split second decision of a smile a wave a, hey how you doing how yeah. what that can do for someone it's amazing yeah. yeah like talk to your cashiers all that hey yeah. how's your day oh not too bad oh it's pretty stressed today oh what's going on you know like yeah. people just want to talk to someone sometimes mm-hmm. so yeah be that person. Yeah. And we're not saying, I mean, you don't got to have like a full conversation with someone if you don't want to. I mean, I understand that, but just like the smile, yeah. the way. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. 
So, yeah. What Man, I, uh, I watched... Um, I was talking to our friend Jeremy McGrew. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Stuts on Netflix. Okay. I made a post about it recently. I did. I saw that. Yeah, it's getting a decent amount of love, actually. It's with. Uh, it was directed by Jonah Hill, and it's him and his therapist. And I, I've seen a few things lately that I think are very important to our society, especially uh, present day. Um, so that one... It's like an hour and a half. It's it's not like a docu-series, just one hour and a half long little documentary. And they kind of go through a session. And his therapist, he draws pictures to go along with his uh, thoughts and theories and, and tools. So you, can, you have tangible takeaways of things to use in your everyday life from their therapy sessions. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like you're getting a free high-level therapy session yeah. almost. It's good. But you get to learn more about each of them. So like his therapist, Phil Stutz, has Parkinson's. Parkinson's. So when you see his drawings, like they're a little shaky. And he talks about that. And he kind of, you know, there are certain sections where Jonah Hill is almost getting in deeper with his therapist than the reverse. Um, but one thing they talk about, and in not the same direct, but in a similar fashion, you and I talk about some of the things where... One big thing was everyone has a life force. And if something is going kind of wrong in your life, go back to your life force. And that he draws a, a triangle and there are three three interactions, you with your physical body, you with other people, and you with in yourself. Mm. So if something's not going well in life, take care of those three things. So take care of your physical health, you know, whatever your exercise may be. Make sure you continuously do that. Eat well. Take care of the people, like your people. So like in your small circle of close friends and family, make sure you're right with all of them. Mm -hmm. Then make sure you're right with yourself. Mm -hmm. And he said if you keep those three things in check, whatever is going on, it might not take away that issue completely, but it will significantly reduce the amount of stress it's bringing on. Or it can really enhance that situation if you take care of your physical body your people and yourself yeah that's and i was like man that's just like i think people sometimes know that but don't always know it and need to hear it Mm -hmm. again Mm -hmm. in just a different way or from a third party Mm -hmm. and i'm like man it's not as simple as it sounds but it is a simple solution Mm -hmm. to you might have a complex problem or what you think is super complex but go back to your life force and everything else will kind of fall back into place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, I think it's it's um, it, a big part of it is our viewpoint of what that first step looks like. Because mm-hmm. we we have we see a lot of things whether it's on social media, um, and whether we th- and we we think about the person we want to become or, or we think about like what an ideal life looks like and that ideal life or that person that person's life that shows on social media it seems like a big task to get to that point mm-hmm. so we i think we see that first step is like i got to do so much to get to that where like all it takes is like 0.1% better every day like yeah. one step better in the right direction just viewing like what cuz like what what's a what's a win to you is different from what's a win to me like everyone has their own spectrum of what success looks like and what a win looks like so define right. that for yourself and Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a good good visual. Yeah, you said it's only an hour and a half. Yeah, it's so, like an hour and a half. That's my type of. Show. It's really I, I can't, good. I can't dude. get into shows that are like 
like seasons long. I don't have enough time or attention span to do that. Same so stuff like that is good. I'm gonna I'm gonna check yeah, that out. That that's a really good one. Um, yeah, I'm with you. It's hard for me to start brand new shows. I can't, man. I don't. Be, even, I don't have time. Like if I'm like cooking or something, maybe I'll throw a show on or a podcast where I can be like half in half out right right but right. i can't dedicate all my time and attention to something and yeah. not do i just i know we need those breaks but it feels so unproductive yeah man. there's not enough time for me at least there's not enough time in a day for me to put that much mental energy towards something the, the amount of times i've had people say man you really need to watch game of thrones do i <laughs> oh my god because so many like... people hated the ending they're like regardless it's fantastic but that is they're all hour long episodes. That's twenty five resumes. And there's like <laughs> <laughs> that's so much. That's so much time. <laughs> time and dollars, yeah. baby. But what? There's like seven seasons, I think. Dude, that's. Like, I, I I'm not watching. Yeah. That many hours. Yeah, you do you. Uh, you do you. If that's your thing. R- respect. Like yeah. I'm not hating on someone who loves Game of Thrones. I'm not trying to shit on it. I'm sure it's fantastic. The amount of good reviews I've gotten. I'm sure it's great. I am just not going to do it. <laughs> and the more people that tell me I should, the more I don't want to do yeah. it. It's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah. I guess I can live with because uh, it's it's always good when people start talking about it, and I have absolutely nothing to say about it. Zero. I'm fine with that. I love. I'm I'm comfortable with that. I love dropping I'll, I'll, I'll listen. I'll listen and watch. I'll listen and watch you guys talk about it. That's fine. And I'll and I'll just I'll add some yeah. input here and there. Right, right. So, but uh, man, the other thing, uh, Doctor Phil was mm-hmm. recently on Joe Rogan, and I thought that was also good for. Just where our society is at, especially mental health wise, like he was sharing stories about how fentanyl, you know, is getting across how people are buying pills on Snapchat, which uh-huh. I didn't know you could buy drugs on Snapchat, thinking it's melatonin. One girl thought it was melatonin, wanted sleep for finals, took a quarter, dead the next day. It was fentanyl. Like it's it's there are so many issues going on. And of course he gets on the third rail topic of, you know, transitioning and, and all these things and not that I want to get heavy into that, but like it, it just was a good listen for his perspective on the decades of experience and knowledge he has within you know mindsets and mental health and, and how we can get back on track. Mm-hmm. And I thought just those two things I, I watched recently were significant, have exponential amounts of value, and I think are are crucial to where our society is right now. Yeah, for sure. You said that was Rogan? That was Rogan. Yeah, I think that was, what is he, in the 1800s? I think it was 1898. He's been on before, hasn't he? He's been on before. Okay, so this was a second time. Yep, and and I really didn't give Dr. Phil a time of day, you know, a TV therapist, whatever, cool. But when I first heard him on Rogan, I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. a very different light of Dr. Phil that that I appreciate. So. Mm Yeah, it was cool. Um, so those two things I, I highly recommend to people. Stutz okay. and yeah, I think it was 1898 on Rogan, I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a good one though. You should but, do a video on it. Oh, like me just talking about it? Yeah. Oh. Or is well, that more is that more out that's more outside of your content? I could, but yeah. I just did. So yeah, there you go. Um yeah, I'm trying to think anything else. Other than that, dude, oh Liver King. I know we're a little behind, but we've been busy. Liver King's on steroids, which I'm sorry. If anyone thought that dude was natural, shame on you. Well you you talk okay, you talk about the Snapchat thing with Dr. Phil mm-hmm. and how like it's things are that like Snapchat for you page, there's some wild stuff on there. There's some wild there's, stuff. It gets really weird on there. So if I ever see mm-hmm. like a, a person being like 
advertise on there. I know it. I know it's bullshit. I know there's yeah. got to be some some type of catch. And I and I and I don't really I didn't really follow him that much. But yeah. whenever I would accidentally swipe onto that for you Snapchat page, he would always be on there for some reason. Like they would there would be something. So that tells you all you need to know about him. Yeah, I mean, look, I. I, I have said so many times on this show, I love the idea of steroids. I think they're really sweet. I, I think it's it's amazing what people are able to do, uh, especially like bodybuilders. Yeah, like The Rock too, man. I, like I he's, mean, yeah, let's be honest, yeah, bro. He's like, not he looks natural. good, man. Like when you, when you see people like Opportunities eating, are possible. When you see people eating their four-inch like French toast with whipped cream and all, like that's that man's one like meal throughout the week it's like we don't know the rest of his meals and you don't have his genetics and you don't have his drugs mm-hmm. or his team of whoever that is helping him mm-hmm. you know but i don't think people cared that liver king is on steroids i'm sure there were some mm-hmm. don't front that you're not dude. right like there's no point to lie about it that's why people loved rich piana um he passed away i think three-ish years ago uh, and he was the first one to admit, he goes, hey, I treat my body like a science experiment. Don't do what I do. Mm-hmm. But he was so open about it, and it was fine. It's like, look, man, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. Mm-hmm. Like, thinking Liver King is natural is as hilarious as people claiming that I am not. Mm-hmm. And I've had people accuse me of, of not being natural. I'm like, if I were on the juice, you would know. Yeah, The amount I train, you would know. I'd be like 190 Easy. Yeah, you wouldn't be able. To, you wouldn't be able to fit through that door. No, bro. I hardly do now. What? <laughs> no, what? but it's um. Yeah, I just. No, I wanted to briefly I talk about that. it. I think it's hilarious. Um, you know, you don't need to eat like testicles and and bull balls to to build muscle. Yeah, and it's a good lesson too for the consumer as well. The mm-hmm. people who consume the content from like health and fitness experts and. I know you follow Lane Norton. Lane, mm-hmm. Nor- Lane Norton had a nice post about like, hey, these are like the 10-ish things that every like snake oil salesman or, or con- yeah. not con artists, but like people who are not what they say, these are the signs you need to look for yeah. when following people. He's good about calling it out. Yeah. Now, sometimes I think his delivery is too asshole-ish. Yeah. I know <laughs> yeah. that's his shtick. I can see that, yeah. But sometimes it's like, who look, he man, is, yeah. yeah, it's like, look, we know you're a smart guy. Like you don't need to act like you're way up here we know yeah we yeah. know um but yeah I, I follow him he's got a lot yeah of good, i thought that was a good educational post about like what to look like look for but so. yeah well me being long-winded what else is new um life of tim uh yeah anything or yeah i know kind of just a continuation of what i talked last time i remember last time we talked um i'm i've expanded my my services mm-hmm. into not only am I helping individuals, but I'm also helping companies now. I'm, yes. I'm creating like like resumes for like a group of employees at companies now because um, companies in like the mechanical contractor space, yep. um, consulting, like companies will try to bid for business on other companies' projects, like B two B. So when yeah. they, when they bid on that project for to get that business, they need to submit credentials of their employees. So pretty much that's what I'm doing now as well as writing those credentials for organizations. And, That's awesome. Um, I've been working on that project very heavily through the month of December. It's because it's, I've been doing that, but also doing my regular clients as well. So it's mm-hmm. been kind of a grind the last couple of weeks, but it's forced me to lock in and really be very deliberate, strategic with my time. Um, and just like, it's been a really fun project so far doing this yeah. for the first time. The biggest thing I've, I've taken away is like, obviously 
human beings are interesting. Everyone doesn't have the same exact path. That's what I learned all as well. But doing it for an organization, mm-hmm. learning how the different pieces interconnect and work with each other, like, because I I'm having conversations with each and every one of these people to help build their resume and sure. seeing the like the overlap and like who they work with and how everything is like seamlessly interconnected. Like you learn. It's amazing how like much you learn about an organization by writing resumes for its employees. Yeah, I was gonna say you so, get to have a real feel of the pulse of yeah. what's going on. Like you're kind of embedded yeah. in that organization to to a degree. Yeah. Where you have to know what's going on so you can write the best resume for these people. Yeah, and I'm just I'm learn I'm get I feel like I'm getting like business operations like education through doing this. Like just learning about how a business operates too and like Yeah. I'm just I'm excited for what this could lead to because I'm gonna what I'm going to do is once I'm done with this, I'm going to create, like like I said before, a case study that I can mm-hmm. send out to other companies when I try to get business from Beautiful. them. Um, I'm going to create like a one-page document testimonial, like a, like a one-pager I can send out. I'm going to get like a recommendation from the upper leadership at this company to write on my behalf. They said they would. Yeah. Um, but I'm also going to do like a video, like a short form, like TikTok style video where I like explain like everything I did for this company in a minute and showing like visuals or like before, after obviously at the same time you got to protect privacy. So there's different ways I can do to showcase this, but not give any information. So that's kind of what I'm conjuring up right now. Um, and, and designing. So great for it, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's been, it's just been such a good experience. So, So thankful to be able to do this. Is, is there anything that you've seen and this can be like, in any area from scaling to managing anything you've seen so far and if not that's fine but anything you've seen so far that you think you can apply either immediately or down the road to your business hmm. or maybe something you do differently Damn, I would just like honestly there's three skills that I apply like mm-hmm. in my life every single day that I'm trying to get better at. Like I've identified like the three skills that I need to continue to work on to provide value to other people. Yeah. It's it's writing, okay. It's speaking, and it's question asking. So you notice how like the writing like the writing is with the resume writing, the question asking is with the, the podcasting, and the speaking is just the interpersonal communication what you mm-hmm. do all the time. With this project, how it's helped me in like the business is the the question asking, like knowing like. Because I'm, I'm working with project managers, I'm working with CFOs, I'm working with uh, different people within this business and like learning like what, because I've, I've been doing this anyway through my through my uh, business because I work with a bunch of different types of job titles and, and people, but yeah, being able to like in a silo working with a single company and learning how they interconnect, it gives me like a whole new bank of like types of questions to ask. Mm. So like... Now when I go work with future CFOs for individual one-on-one projects, I have a lot better idea of like the organizational and political landscape that goes on for a CFO because I talk to that person at this company. Nice. So Got like it. I think it just gives me like a more wide range of a perspective of like the question because I think now like because of doing this project, I'm I'm fully confident like I out of all the resume writers in the United States, I feel like I asked the best questions out of anybody. Yeah, damn right. Because I'm because I'm doing this, and I think that's the key with, with everything. And um, we'll talk about like like AI and stuff, mm-hmm. the, the AI, the chat thing. And oh, we're gonna talk. I try about to it. think like how can I like obviously I'll need to pivot with my business, but like I I think of the market of people who will be able to write 
their own resume because of this, but at the same time, like what can what can I do that AI can't? I think that's I think it's the human connection yeah. and being able to like really understand like what what keeps this person up at night, like mm. what problems do they face, mm. and like how can I ask like meaningful questions that no one is going to ask, even AI. So hundred percent. That's kind of how I look at it. Yeah, man. Yeah, I agree. I think the AI can be super useful, and yet might take away some jobs to an extent, mm-hmm. but. When I did a weekend with Dr. Andy Galpin, one thing he brought up was that one of the industries where I he didn't think AI would take over jobs was any hands-on coaching. Mm-hmm. So like you're doing very hands-on coaching. Mm-hmm. I do very hands-on coaching. That is hard to reproduce to the point you just made is there are things and pain points that only humans can really get in touch with mm-hmm. and help solve. Now, they might be able to help leverage things. Like, we could leverage chat GPT. Like, hey, write me this many hundreds of words on this type of article. Mm-hmm. I'm going to spice it up myself, quick touch up, and then it's gone. So we can use that to our advantage, but there are still things that AI just can't do. Right, right. At least yet. Who knows? But again, I don't think people are going to want to get, you know, talk to a robot about their resume, about their issues and pains or have a robot personal train them or you, right. you know what I mean? So yeah, um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of good to be to be done. But yeah, man, that's cool hearing how much perspective you get to have. Yeah. Because you talk to all levels of the company. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, you get to find out what, they, what they're doing at, at that company, but you also get to find out like what they did meeting up like how did you find this company like like why do you work here like why do you Mm -hmm. like working here so just understand that and yeah going off the ai thing like i think the people who are going to be successful in this world is like it's it's dependent on your ability to make other people feel understood Mm -hmm. and ai will make people feel understood from the fact that like hey like i need this data produced i need it written out the AI, the AI can do that. They can understand that portion. Yeah. But can they understand your emotions? Can they understand, like, can they can they empathize with you and, and make you feel understood on an emotional level in terms of, like, what you want to achieve with work-life balance or, like, what do you want to feel yeah. when you do your work? Like, that type of thing. So, yeah, kind of leveraging I, that. I know people are going to try to make that, but I don't know how possible that is. And, Humans and, are just wired they, as humans. And they, I feel like they... they they will accomplish that for like a certain group of people. Like there, there is a group of people in this world that will be able to feel understood emotionally by AI because yeah. they made the decision like, hey, this AI understands me because it, yeah. it'll work for, for that people. But yeah, I do yeah. think that like the people who really want to like grow and build and like, and like, yeah, become the best version of stuff, like they'll want to be with someone who truly understands them yeah. on an emotional level. Yeah. So. Hmm. Just trying to think of what, what types of people might respond better with it. You think like super type A people, like real type A, where it's more just business, this is what has to get done, do it, go. Yeah. Yeah, like like people like I work with a lot of technical people, whether mm-hmm. they're in IT, engineering, um, really like data driven technical fields where like yeah, not a lot of emotion there. There's not a lot of like revealing like they yeah. just they're they're there so I mean, and there's people in those fields that aren't that way, but like I just and there's people in other fields that are that way. I just, yeah, I think there are people that because of their personality style and like the way they approach life, like they, they don't necessarily need human being interaction. Yeah. There is a, there is a market out there for it. 100%. I truly believe that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but there's both sides of the coin. Yeah. As you said. 
So. Wild times, man. Yeah. Wild times. Tales never fails. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, all right. What kind of what kind of tips? And then I'll go into some updates and tips. What yeah. tips do you have for us today, Tim? Yeah, of course. Thank you for asking. I'll, yeah, I'll start. Thank you for um, providing. Yeah, I created a hell video. of value. I created a video for this already, uh, but you said you wanted to like ask about it and talk about oh, it. So yes. I'm just gonna use the yes. podcast as like a way to just like talk about it, kind of from a long form perspective, but. Okay. Um, whenever anyone asks you, where do you see yourself in the next five years? This could be next three years, 10 mm-hmm. years. Where do you see yourself in the long term? I guess is the, the general question. I feel like that's, that gets asked in interviews. It gets asked by supervisors, managers. It gets asked by people in your like common life. And, um, I think there's, there's, there's many ways you can answer it, but I think it all comes down to like, and I kind of hit it on the beginning of the podcast, but find that skill or find that activity that when you do it, it gives you happiness, it gives you confidence, it gives you fulfillment because mm. you know that you can use that skill or that activity, whatever, to provide value for other people in this world. So mm, kind of like two pieces of it. So you may not know the answer to that question, but like just think of like the moments when you're happiest. When, when have you been most happiest in the last month? Think back to that time and think of what you were doing when you were the, the happiest. Yeah. This could have been something at work. This could have been something outside of work. Um, you kind of choose like whether it's being the best mom, being the best dad, being the best brother, being the best project manager, whatever that was, like find that thing and find out and outline a blueprint of how you're going to get better at that. So when someone asks this question to find that thing that I just said, Mm -hmm. and then outline a blueprint of like what you're going to do over the next five years to become the best version of that thing that you picked. So there's many ways you can do that. Like practical work experience, like showing up to work every day, showing up and doing and showing up for your business and just doing it. Yeah. That's becoming better at it. Like you, you may like just doing it practical, like practical work experience. That's one way to get better at that skill. So define what that roadmap looks like for you from a practical work experience. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's through self-education or formal education, whether you're going to dedicate the next five years to studying relentlessly through videos, YouTube, uh, research, formal degrees, certifications, LinkedIn learning, like whatever is out there education-wise to help you improve that thing, that's another roadmap you can use. So practical work experience, self-education, formal education, and then this goes on with education, but just networking. So who who are you gonna reach out to in the next five years, whether it's someone who's an expert in this field, someone who's done it before, what are you gonna do from that perspective to be the best version of that thing that you defined in the step one? So. That's kind of, and, and then once you've got that laid out, I know I kind of went into a lot there, but to find that thing that gives you fire, explain how your roadmap of how you're going to get better at that thing over the next five years. And then lastly, answer the question, describe the person you want to be. And mm-hmm. I think there's, this is where it really gets like, you can, you can, the possibilities are endless. Like, do you want to become a leader? Like, do you want to lead a group of people? Do you want to mentor, mentor someone? Do you want to be in charge of someone else's growth and development? That's one option. Like, do you want to, join an organization or a group that identifies with your values or, or, or or your, your mindset, whether that's a company culture, do you want to become so good at something that you can start your own business? You can be a consultant. People trust because you put in the work to learn the stuff. People trust you enough to pay their time and money to you to help educate them on that thing. That's a meaningful goal too. And then, yeah, do you want to accomplish like a a degree? Do you want to get your your master's? You want to get your doctorate? Like, that is if that's what you want to become in the next five years, that's a great goal too. 
And then, yeah, the last thing is like the personal work-life balance thing. Like, do you want to, you may be working a job right now where you feel like, hey, I go to work every day and then I just come home and I don't have energy to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Define it like having a goal in the next five years to just be in a situation where your personal life and your professional life benefit each other in some way. That's a meaningful answer as well. Like, what do you need to do to get to that point? Right. So, there's there's many ways you can do that. There's many, yeah, and that's a whole separate conversation mm-hmm. of how you can get to that point. But yeah, that's yeah. Kind, that's kind of how it, it's it's and like I said, there's many ways to answer that. But I think going through that progression will give you it'll it'll help you outline things easier for yourself. And I think at that point, once you write it out mm-hmm. and you stick to it, I think it'll give you a lot more clarity and confidence to go throughout your day. And I think. Yeah, that's really good. I think it also might give the interviewer a different answer than they might have expected. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're expecting that type of answer either. Right. Where, oh, they interpreted that this way. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So my question on this, there's there's a few pieces to it. Mm-hmm. You're being interviewed for a job. You really want this job. They say, where do you see yourself in the next three years, five years? How much should you give away? And is it crucial that you have an answer that aligns and maybe directly, maybe a little indirectly, but shows that you still plan on being at that company for mm-hmm. the next three to five? How important are those things? Like how much do you should you give away? Mm-hmm. And then do you need to imply that you're still wanting to be at that company for the next three to five? Mm-hmm. Is that going to hurt you if you don't imply that? Beautiful question. I'm a firm believer of the fact that like you shouldn't be interviewing for that job if you don't think that that company or opportunity is going to set you up for the person that you want to be in five years. Mm. So like they're interviewing you, but you're also interviewing them. Yep. Because like you're going to be investing forty plus hours of your week into growing better that company you want to make it worthwhile for you you want to get something back on your end to become the best version of yourself so to answer your question i think you should give away as much as possible like you should be honest and really define what you want to be like i wouldn't Mm -hmm. hold anything back yeah and if it doesn't align with what they want out of you that's not the right company for you got it like you need to just move on to the next company that is going to support you in those goals um but yeah like it's it's like i said like that question can be asked in an interview. It can be asked by your boss. It can be asked in like, just like a, a general setting. So, depending on the setting, you may have to alter your answer a little differently. Like, okay. wait, if you're in a, if you're in an interview, like I do think if you believe that that company is going to help you become that version of yourself, mm-hmm. say that. Like, s- explain like how working at this company will help you do that. So you can relate it, but yeah, it goes back nice. to that. So yeah, that's okay. a good question. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that because I think that question comes with a lot of potential pressure mm-hmm. where it's, oh, if they think that I won't be here, I stand no chance. Right. But I like how you took that as, well, it should be a spot you want to be at. Otherwise, yeah. why are you in the room? Yeah, right. And say, hey, I want this company to help me get there and I want to help the company. Yeah. So there should be a lot of mutual benefit both right. ways. We, cool. we, we're get like when people approach interviews, they like, I feel like a lot of people, they're like, oh, I hope I say the right answer. That's the right, th- that they want to hear. Mm. I think we need to get out of that mindset. Like there's so many opportunities out there and so many companies, exciting companies that are hiring right now. You need to do your due diligence and in interview the company. Like they yeah. need to be worth your time as well. So excellent. Yeah. 
Beautiful, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's a great question. So yeah, try it, try it out. And I've, th- there's different things that I'm developing too to help people guide through that, like questions you can ask, like exercises you can go through. And mm-hmm. um, there, there's a lot of things that I'm creating to help people kind of formalize those things. So yeah, I'm, it's it's a big, big part of the business right now. But yeah. Nice, man. What, nice, uh, nice. What's your, what's your tip for today? Uh, so up? yeah, quick yeah. update. Um, I've been relentlessly trying to find a good video editing software so if anyone's listening and knows uh i don't need another subscription but if you know a good free one for mac compatible with with ios without a watermark hit me up let me know Mm. um so that's been my biggest pain right now but i i think i'm down to two good options um because i really want to enhance my video I'm, i'm dialing in my type of content and sometimes i get caught in between a couple different niches and i'm trying to really stick with with the ones I'm, I'm going after, but you know, I, I get caught in working and doing uh, things for golfers and then under eating women mm-hmm. want weight loss. So I know it's two way different niches. I'm trying to not tailor to everyone, the masses, cause I'll get lost in the sauce. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, big thing is enhancing my video. And then we talked a little bit about chat GPT. I'm going to see how I can leverage that, uh, with more blogs and things you know, even if I have it right, so many hundreds of words, and I add a couple hundred myself, my own thoughts. Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna try to really start utilizing that to push more written content mm-hmm. more frequently. Um, it's a good reminder. I'm gonna tell my mom about this because she does a weekly blog, would mm-hmm. help save her a lot of time. Yeah. Um. So, but other than that, uh, my tip anyway, is. I want to go back and ask yeah. you a question about that. Yeah. Um. Have you ever like? Going about the content thing, you're talking about there's different niches. Like you don't want to get lost in the sauce. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't want to get too general. Yeah. Do you find that like whether you're talking to middle-aged mom who's trying to get back in shape or like a professional athlete, whatever, like do, do you find that there is still like commonality on in terms of the principles and like the things that you're teaching to people that apply to like both as well? Like, is there Sometimes. a lot of content out there for that? As Sometimes, well? uh, in terms of because I was gonna say you can always like when you're when your content like your hook can always be geared towards a niche like the hook yeah. the hook the hook can yeah. be but then like what you go into after that that can always be something that you can like pick things that are uh, that could be like common between the two. It's a good point, and, and I think in some cases, so mm-hmm. like core stability, mm-hmm. core and trunk stability, which I preach a lot on posture i think that is very common across the board Mm -hmm. but i would approach an athlete's nutrition differently than an under-eating middle-aged woman exactly so with that there there's quite a few differences their training regimens like what i would write movement wise for a golfer is going to be very different than just an average mom right it's just going to be different based on who and what the goal is too but yeah, there are some things that I can I can probably tailor and just change the hook. So that's a good yeah. good thought. I'll I'll definitely implement that. But I need to implement that too. Yeah, I that on my own end. Too. So I, I think core stability, and I'm actually working. I'm building a been doing a lot of videos for a whole core stability program. Good. Um, good. Yeah, I was I was super early to Costco the other morning, and I didn't know they didn't open until ten, and I got there like. 9 15 i was like i'm just gonna walk in the doors are shut i'm like mm, opens at 10 
excellent. So I'm just going to sit here for 45 minutes because I don't want to drive home and back. That's 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking, oh, I don't have all my copy done for all the movements for my core stability. I have the videos. So I just, I was on my phone. Of course, didn't have my computer with me. On my phone, just type in all my points for all the movements. Yeah. So I, I am working on that and that I, I know can be used from athlete to you know, middle-aged, whoever, doesn't matter. Core stability is important mm-hmm. to any and all people. I love that. But, Look at you maximizing your time. Ah, let's go. I'd love to see it. But as far as tip, I was thinking about going back to golfers and posturally they're hunched over a lot. Like they mm-hmm. have this rounded rounded uh, neck and shoulders. And we already have that if we're doing a lot of com- computer work. I have it. Uh, upper cross syndrome, one of the most common things I've seen. So we've talked about loading rotational movements for golfers. I think another important thing is emphasizing a little more work on their pulling movements. So, Mm -hmm. you know, various types of rows, you know, single dumbbell lat rows, bent over rows with a barbell, face pulls, you know, you're using the, the rope, literally pulling it towards your face to work upper back and upper trap to just fight that rounded upper back and help open up your chest and shoulders a little bit more. Because yeah, when you're golfing, you're rounded. Mm-hmm. You're super rounded. So I, I think emphasizing more things like that is good for golfers. Nice. Um, yeah, so focus more on pull motions in the gym as well. And invariably, it's going to strengthen your back and increase your overall strength and power. Mm-hmm. So you're still building that up but let's still focus on some posture too because mm-hmm. you don't want to be you know, 20, 30 years down the line and you're just hunched over mm-hmm. and it's hard for you to like look up. Yeah. You know, people get stuck there because they don't focus on that sooner than later. Yeah, okay. And so here you, you said rows, pull-ups, face pulls. Yes. Is there anything that like people, golfers, can take it a step further when doing those to, to maintain good posture? Like, Do you have any tips to have good posture, mind-muscle connection when they're doing the rows, pull-ups, and face pulls? Anything that you would give to them? Um, yeah, make sure that... A great great question. Make sure, especially if you're in a, a hinged position, so if you're standing and you're hinging at the waist to do a row, something like that, or a deadlift, you know, you're in that position, make sure your head is not pushed forward way mm. past your shoulders. Okay. A lot of people... When especially I see it with heavy barbell rows. And yeah, sometimes we use momentum to get the weight up. But I see a lot of people still push their head super far forward in that forward head carriage. And they're rowing and they're just punching their head forward. Keep your head back. Imagine if you're pressing your head into the headrest in the seat of your car. So keep, we call it just neutral spine. Keep your uh, neck in line with the rest of your spine rather than super far forward when you're in loaded movements like lifting. Mm-hmm. So keep your head back. Imagine you're pushing in the headrest of the seat of your car when you're doing those face pulls, when you're doing those bent over rows, when you're doing you know pull-ups, you're already kind of look, looking up anyway. But in those pulling motions, keep your head back. You know, Not that you're chin up, you're just pushing your neck back into that headrest. Mm-hmm. And Good. think, think like of it that, that way. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'd say that's one of the biggest things that I'll see. Yeah. But even in, in lifting weights, we want good form and posture. Yeah. Posture matters. It does. It really, it does. really does. 
it's made a huge difference for me. Yeah, it, it affects really mood. It affects so many different things. Yeah. Um, so outside of just muscle imbalances. So yeah, the, those are my focuses. And then uh, tip, yeah, posture work for golfers. Stay, stay tight on it. Have good posture. Yeah, I'm telling you what, listen to this man, people. I have never felt more flexible and powerful on a golf course because of this guy. Oh, stop the people, the people, the walk. people in Florida were commenting like, "Dude, you must be on some type of workout regimen." Because oh. I, I was bombing it. Down. Well, you're averaging 300 plus yeah. on your drives. Yeah. yeah, dude, it just feels so. It good. doesn't start with a golf two is anymore. More, golf is more fun when it's when it's easy when you're better at it, and you've made me better at it. So thank you. We have a record 335 <laughs> drive on a par four. Yes, hole 10 at uh, the uh, the Bear Resort at Traverse City. Yep, count it. Record set. Yep. I wonder what the longest drive is at that course. Yeah, I don't know. That's what you should start finding out is, hey, what's the longest drive on this course? Because I'm going to blow that shit out yeah. of the water. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Video. A lot of, yeah. Tag it. Find it. We need to somehow get, you know, people, the camera view where it might go through a lens or a scope. Mm-hmm. We need to somehow get that for your range finder. Yeah. So you can actually measure how far it went. Yeah. Yeah. Make a video, tag it. Hey, I just set a new record at your course. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's, I have a range finder that I use. And what I do is when I'm on the tee, I'll pick like a tree or like some type of thing that I can laser. Mm-hmm. And I'll like calculate like if it's in line with the tee box. And then when I get to my ball, I can always shoot. I can turn around and shoot back at the nice. tee box. And then I, that, that's how I got it. So I'm not lying. I nice. promise. I got nice. it. Oh, I believe it. Dude, I've, I've hit the range with you before. It's, yeah, that baby moves. Yeah. Yeah, thank you again. Yeah, 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 listen to this guy, people. He knows yeah. what he's talking about. Hey, not only golf, but hey, every once in a while, we might be expanding into pickleball too. So we'll see. Yeah, dude, that was, that was on my brain is getting into pickleball nutrition. So I need to get some cold email templates for pickleball, and then I'm gonna tag our video that we mm-hmm. did. Be like, hey, he he placed in his very first tournament, and he went into uh, tournament play four zero. Yeah. So I'm just. Just saying. And for me, it's 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 more more than just the, the the tournament. It was good feedback, but I I just I feel myself getting better mm-hmm. every time. That's that's yeah. That's what matters to me. Like yeah. and I, and yeah, it's it's good. So nice. I'm do you excited. Want, hey, for do you the want next me to, uh, do you want me to start getting data points for you? Like, do you want me to start asking people I play ball with? Like, hey, uh, what pain do you feel when you play? Like, do you feel, feel any? That pain? wouldn't like, be a bad yeah, idea. I'll get I'll get some but, data points. for hey, you. Hey, what'd you eat before this? Yeah. How's your energy? Well, you know what I. I was talking to my partner last night. He was telling me about how he he didn't perform well in, in his Monday league because he got tired. And he said his partner was telling me how to eat this and eat this. I was like, well, you know what? Uh, my nutrition coach and I I dropped him. Ah, I, I gave him the beef jerky. My I gave guy. the beef jerky, the apple, the pretzels. I was like, these are the things that he tells me to eat, and it works. And he's like, I'm gonna try that out. So yeah, I'm spread. I'm spreading your gospel, man. I'm spreading. What it. I need to do, I think I'm gonna go through a little rebrand here soon, but. I need to get you like a shirt, with, yeah, with my my logo and just have like sponsored by, yeah, or a hat, dude. If you got me a hat, I would wear that. Dude, I'll get you a hat. Yeah, dude, I'll be your first sponsor. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. All right, done. My hair doesn't look as good as it used to, so I wear more oh, hats. Stop. <laughs> stop it. Um. Yeah. All right, we'll hook it up. Yeah. First sponsor. <laughs> Nailed it. All right, first let's get shot. down and nerdy with it, Tim. Oh yeah, it's ten thirty. Yes, yep. sir. Yep. Um, you want to start or should I? Uh, doesn't matter. Okay, we'll we'll alternate since you just took. I'll I'll take yeah. it here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you incorporated by Harry Beckwith. It's pretty much a book 
that I've talked about it numerous times on this podcast. It helps you sell yourself better. It helps you be a better interpersonal communicator. Um, it pretty much talked about like you are a business, you are a brand. How do you go about maximizing that? And they talk about stories and how you can tell impactful stories. And it says, the book says, stories wield special power because they could be translated quickly into something visual. Mm. And so visual, like when we talk about visuals and stories it says stories have the best stories have two characteristics a serious challenge is present and there's a hero or a main character which is you um, that is dealing with the challenge and learning something as a result so i'm going to go ahead and um apply this to interviews as well because like we talked about it before when you interview with something with somebody they're they most likely don't want to be there and they have a million other things to worry about so how can you be memorable and stories are the thing that are the most memorable so how can you tell stories that yield visual images for people and how can you tell stories that are going to get people locked in like why do people watch netflix why do people watch shows because there's a main character there's a challenge and they have to overcome it Mm -hmm. so you can kind of incorporate that into your own answers when you tell stories in interviews even when you give presentations too like if you're if you're nervous for presentations, start with a story that has these things, and um, your audience, yeah, your audience will be much more locked in when you paint pictures like that. So yeah, that, that was the thing I was I was gonna say. So that's awesome. Yeah, I we've talked the power of, of storytelling, mm-hmm. and if you can attach a story to something, as you mentioned, like it gives them a, a picture. Yeah, you know, paint them a picture with your words. You know, we're not gonna do it as well as BK. But if you can tell a, a relatable story and, and intertwine it nicely, it's going to make you stand out more. Oh, they told this one story. Mm-hmm. I had this interviewee. They told me this story about yeah. it. Just It will stick <clears throat> in story form rather, rather than if you just read a resume. Yeah. Hey, I've implemented this process, but there was this one time that we tried to do something like this, and it went super – and they're hooked yeah they're into it right so right and reverse engineer so like i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about this right now so we're we're approaching the end of the year 2022 so there's a lot of people that are going through performance reviews there's people that may want to start 2023 on a new job search your brain can only remember so much so throughout the entire year like budget time each week or like now that we're at the end of the year budget time here at this end of the end of the year to reflect on like what you've done in the last year reverse engineer this think back to a time where you did something whether it was like you worked on a project you created something like anything that you did that is worthwhile and unique and then reverse engineer that and be like what problem did i solve what what did i overcome and what like reverse engineer the, the two things that it, like Define the challenge that you solved with what you did and define like the, the visuals, like what you did to kind of overachieve that. So, yeah. Yeah. Love you it. can create stories from the different things you did. So 100%. take time to do that. Love it. Love it. Yeah. What about you? What do you got for book talk? Um, this one is from Man Uncivilized by Traver, Traver Bohm. I think it's Bohm. Went to a guy in high school. I think that's how his last name was spelled. I think it was the same. All right, we'll go for it. TB. Trevor Bomb. Bomb. Yeah, yeah. TB. Hey, my guy. Hey, hey, yeah, we're on we're on a nickname basis. It's fine. Um, but he had a section where he talks about why do you train? And I think I think everyone needs to exercise in some capacity just for your health. But 
don't do it mindlessly. Like his thing was have have a purpose for your training. Do it with purpose and the understanding of why you're doing it. For him, he surfs. He's had to pull people out of the ocean because they were about to drown. Mm-hmm. He's you know made eye contact with guys at bars where he could just tell they woke up and they were ready for violence. Um, he trains martial arts. Mm-hmm. So he has very specific purposes of why he trains the way he does. Not saying train to go get in fights, but be capable. Mm-hmm. And so uh, ha- have conviction with your training. Don't just, oh, I'll just do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Let the Stairmaster for a while. No, like be training with a cause. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's helpful for people too because I've heard – some need to have a race. They need to sign up for a road race or a competition to stay on track and do something. Okay, make life something in between those events. Have your situations. Okay, where could I find myself on a daily basis? Train to be capable at all times. Mm-hmm. And he had this quote that I really loved. And it reads, Civilized society can legislate moralize and try to shame what it believes to be toxic and dangerous train to be both so your ego doesn't make you either Mm. and Mm. i i don't know if it was rogan or jordan peterson something one of those i was listening to and they were saying how you know we have this whole toxic masculinity thing but weak men are the most dangerous because what dude that is super capable and can control himself, understands himself, how many times is he going to hit a spouse or try to get in all these fights and, and just have his ego be the driver? Someone who is very capable, can handle themselves, is right with themselves and the people around them and they're physically right. Like, How much toxic and dangerous things are they going to put out? Mm-hmm. Zero to none. Mm-hmm. And so this is trained to be both toxic and dangerous so your ego doesn't make you either. Because mm-hmm. weak man is going to resort to those things. And so, yeah, that was just a quote that really stuck hard and I think is very important. But it's a good book, man. They're like two, three-page chapters and super kind of in your in your face about it. So it's mm-hmm. it's good stuff, man. Yeah, good. Man Uncivilized yeah. by TB. I like that. <laughs> I like that. TB. Yeah, find your why, man. Like, yeah. Like what? Have, train with purpose and conviction, man. Like yeah. to just have good reasoning and be capable. Yeah, make it fun too. Yeah. There's no like there's no right like people just assume that like you have to get a membership and go to a gym and use the equipment there. There's so many exercises that you can do just at home if you want to stay if, Yeah. I mean, make it like like going back to what we said before, it doesn't need to be a drastic lifestyle change at first. Like ease yourself into it and do things that make like if you really love your Netflix shows, like have your Netflix on and do the workout while the Netflix is going. Like, yeah, there's different things you can do to kind of ease into it. Cause like, I think you can, you can attest to this. Like when you start moving your body, you get those endorphins going, you mm-hmm. see the results. Like it is going to become fun and you're going to want to do it more. That's what's happened to my brother right now. Yeah. Like my brother, he's, he never, he didn't I saw work. him the other day. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk offline about how that went, but yeah. yeah, we, I mean, he didn't work out that much for, for several years cause he was really busy with work, but yeah, I noticed such a positive change in him because he's, he started working out and, and getting, getting into fitness and, um, he's obsessed with it now. He, yeah. he likes learning about it. He likes 
and he obviously it's empowering like yeah. do stuff that will make you feel empowered your confidence will improve your overall health will improve like everything is going to get better mm-hmm. from yeah. training yeah whatever that is for you just just train your life will get better 100 percent. there is no doubt all right everyone Thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate you hanging with us. If you're enjoying the show, head on over to Spotify or iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Helps with our momentum and visibility on the apps. And without... Tim, anything else you need to add? Enjoy the rest of your, your year. Spread love. Say hi to people. Smile at people. This is a very, very sensitive time for a lot of people. So be be empathic. Sorry, be empathic. Love it, love it. All right, everyone. Thanks again. And until next time, we are out of here.